0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. It is Monday, December 6th, 2021. The Cavaliers had a thrilling game with Utah yesterday, a deep garland three and tipping try subsequently from and Allen. Just short, but a fantastic effort. A 15-0 run authored over a two-minute 27-second period. On that note, to talk about that game, and talk about the Cavs, talk about many things, one of you, everybody's favorite voices in the land, it is Sean Pebbles, PA announcer for your Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Sean, how are we on this Monday uh, morning? I'm fantastic, Zach. Thanks again for having me here. I always appreciate the the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Had Sean on last year, talk about his beginnings, talk about the Cavs, and we're gonna keep it. Relevant with the land. So just starting off with that game yesterday, Sean, we talked before we started the recording, you said you, you still felt it in your lungs from yesterday. What a thrilling game, despite the result we had against the Jazz last night.
1: Yeah, it was definitely one of those types of games that, you know, you're sitting in the middle of it all and you're like, wow. I mean, just the the energy and the building and the the fight from the guys, they, they really, really should have won that game. And, you know we can obviously look back and think, Oh, it could have been this, could have been that, but you know, they, they just, they went all in and they, that team just never gives up. And I was just totally caught up in it yesterday. And, you know, the the voice is a little strained this morning, you know, from that, even though it was an afternoon game, but I got home last night, you know, before eight o'clock and it was like, wow, I'm, I'm exhausted from that one, you know, and, and, you know, you want to have a good exhausted feeling from a game like that, you know, with a win, but, you know, in so many ways we proved again uh, that, you know, there are those small victories, even in a loss. And uh, you know, now they got to just, you know, look ahead and uh, take care of business against the defending champs tonight. And, you know, they're back home Wednesday with the bulls. So it's, you know, you you can't, you can't rest on it for too long because you got to get right back at it. They've got a really busy week this week and, uh, the, the team is just uh, is just continuing to play well, and yesterday was just so much fun.
0: And what was most impressive to me, obviously, 109-108, we'll talk a little bit more about the game, one other question for you after this. But we look at last year's results. The Cavs lost by 30 and 39. They lost their previous five total games against the Jazz, all by double digits. The 109 points they allowed is the fewest since LeBron was still here in 2017-2018, so there's so many things to like. And the 108 points they scored against the Jazz, just for history's sake, is the most they had against them since 2015 back on November 10th. So against the team that last year started off red hot, and this year has continued to look good. It's a great effort. And And the last note, Sean, and I think what I've really liked about the Cavs this year, and I know you've seen it firsthand, courtside, is that when they face a team like Utah that can shoot that well, I mean, the way they were hitting threes and just moving the ball, you think it's Mitchell. Oh, no, it's Conley. Oh, it's O'Neal. Oh, it's Boyan. Oh, heck, it's Rudy Gay. We even played center last night. I think the Cavs ability to finally confidently shoot and make threes is a big part of how they're able to hang in last night. And I think has been a big, maybe underrated part of this year's success.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times you would you would typically think you're going to have just like your your one through three players, you know, be those outside threats. But, you know, the nice thing about what Cleveland has been able to do with the acquisitions in the offseason, you know, obviously with marketing and then obviously drafting Evan Mobley. I mean, those guys can spread the floor and knock down the shots as well. So it, it really can cause some defensive headaches for whoever we're going up against. And yeah, they have definitely been shooting lights out. And it's been great to see that the ball is going up from virtually every position. And, you know, obviously as this season continues to move along, the confidence is going to continue to grow and the opportunities and the spacing will be there and the guys will be able to knock down even more. So it's, it's definitely been a great start, both uh, on the, on the perimeter as well as on the inside game, just because of our size.
0: And the crowd, from tip off to conclusion absolutely electric and on that note sean what's it been like now full crowds once again how much did you miss having that kind of vibe because while the Cavs fans still came out of numbers with what was allowed last year i feel like everyone being back in full has not only given the team a lift but maybe you came in with all this hype to even given you an extra lift
1: yeah it's great to see the people back in there just to feel to feel the energy, to hear the noise and to see the smiles and to see the families and everybody just coming back out to the field house to enjoy Cavs basketball. And, you know, obviously you throw on top of that, how well the team has been playing. People are really, really responding well throughout the game to the team they are, they are immensely supportive and just bringing all the energy and all the excitement necessary. And, you know, we always have this all for one, one for all attitude with the Cavs and, and that comes from the players to the fans and everybody else in the building and even people at home watching on TV. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a group effort and it, it feels great. Yesterday was no exception to that. The, the electricity definitely felt like a playoff atmosphere. And we've had a number of games this year in the field house that have felt that way because we've had, you know, a lot of great games and um, you know, a, a number of them that we've been able to hold on and, and pull off and other ones like yesterday, you'll fall just a little bit short, but you know, the people are, uh, the fans are, are, are noticing and they're, they're responding and they're coming out and, and packing the place. And, you know, we're looking forward to doing it again this Wednesday and even this Saturday. We've got a, got a busy week.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great week of Cavs basketball. We'll get back to that in a moment after a quick word from DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. So make sure you don't bet on the Houston Texans. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. And even if the sportsbook's not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team, again that's except the Texans, they had zero yesterday, to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we come back, Zach Weiss joined alongside Cavs PA announcer Sean Pebbles. And, Sean, you talked about the Utah game. There have been so many exhilarating finishes for Cleveland thus far. But what is Sean Pebbles' favorite Cavs moment through the first 24 games of the season?
1: Oh, boy. There, there are so many. Uh... You know, obviously the, the big win that we had when we came back from down 19 against Boston back in November, I would say is probably the, the top so far as as far as this early season goes. And, you know, the, the, big, the big win that we had in, in Madison Square Garden, also back in November, um, that, was, that was obviously exciting. But I would say as far as ones within the friendly confines of the Fieldhouse, the Boston game for sure, that comeback. And even again, just going back to yesterday, although being a one point loss, it was a win-win for, for all of us that had a chance to watch that comeback and, and to see them almost pull that out. And uh, so I would say yesterday would be a close two. Yeah, absolutely
0: incredible. And for me personally, I'm, I, 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 I'll go with the Garden. I do remember the Celtic game and the comeback. I love the Toronto effort to win that game. The Garland free throw is one of two games he hit game-winning foul shots. This year, but it was the Knicks game. Evan Mobley, it was the first time he really showed that soft touch consistently from the outside. He was dribbling like kind of like Giannis from the three-point line to the basket in one dribble. And Ricky Rubio hit so many threes. I felt like if he had gone to Vegas and just tried once, he still would have hit the jackpot because that is exactly how hot he was. Eight for eight from three to start, 37 points, 10 assists. And just on the Rubio note, Sean, you know, his final Olympic performance in, in a loss the u.s i think he scored 41 and it really felt like on that day and we've seen glimpses throughout the year of for the first time in his career olympic level rubio on the nba floor and i feel like in the absence of colin it's it's kept the team afloat and been so competitive
1: and they said that even coming into the season about how his confidence and his success from his olympic performance was going to carry over into the 21, 22 season. And we've definitely seen that. He's been an absolute joy to watch both in person as well as when they're on the road and his, his, uh, his leadership, his execution, his eyes for the floor, the stuff that he sees and the plays that he makes as well as the things that he does off the floor, as far as talking with Darius or, you know, when, when Colin was still you know active, you know, even talking with him and just sharing his leadership and his experience to, to the younger guys. So it, it, everything that he brings day in and day out is, is beyond I think anything that anyone thought coming into this year. And again, he's been an absolute joy to watch. And, uh, and again, we're only a fourth of the way through. So uh, a lot more of what we've seen from Ricky Rubio is, is yet to come. And, and I'm definitely excited and looking forward to continue to continue to have him in the wine and gold. And uh, it's, it's been great having him so far.
0: Uh, Ricky and his uh, backcourt mate Darius Garland might be the best lob throwers in the game. And before we talk a little bit about Evan Mobley, Sean, your analysis of Darius Garland, who might be the mo- the biggest breakout player, uh, perhaps of anyone in the league this year to date, other than Miles Bridges.
1: Yeah, he's been again, just like Ricky. I mean, and obviously Ricky's got a lot more years on Darius, but Darius is playing definitely way beyond his years. He's in shooting lights out and you're talking about you know putting the ball up to the rim for Jarrett and for Lowry and for Evan to go and get it again his vision and some of the passes and plays that he's created this year have been absolutely mind-blowing and also the way that he handles the ball a lot of the ways that he's crossing people up and and stopping on a dime and putting up those little floaters that he has it's been absolutely spectacular to see and again he's so young he's got such a long and amazing career ahead of him. And we are so lucky to have him in Cleveland. And it's, it's gonna be special to see how the rest of, not only this year, but the coming years play out for Darius because that kid has got just such amazing game. And, um, and not only can he just put it on the floor and, and shoot it from deep, but his, his vision to, to find the open man has really, really done so much for the offense. And defensively too. I mean, he's not—he's not—he's not an easy one on the defensive end either. So he's a—he's a true asset, and uh, and uh, I know the fans absolutely love watching him. And there's a lot of oos and ahs uh, a lot of times whenever he's making a play with the ball. And and again, it's so much fun to watch.
0: And it felt like yesterday. Every time the team needed a basket, every possession he would touch the ball, the team would score. Whether it was him making it or him passing it, he's leading the team at 19.7 per game. He's shooting career best 47 percent. Free throw percentage up to 87 assists up from six last year to seven. And you really can't ask for anything more than him. He's also doing this while shouldering 35 minutes a game after a very early season injury. But we talked about him. Let's talk a little bit about Evan Mobley and Sean. Obviously, we have a long way to go. We've got a couple of guys in the Rookie of the Year race, including Scotty Barnes. You know, depending on if the Pacers win, Chris Duarte can be a dark horse, but it does seem that Scotty, Kay Cunningham, and Mobley are the main candidates. You think our guy can get enough votes and possibly take home the awards? It feels like, depending on how things go, it's a little different than that last one. It could kind of be like a Simmons versus Mitchell race for Rookie of the Year with Scotty and Evan.
1: Well, he's off to a great start statistically obviously and the the league recognized that by giving him the eastern conference rookie of the month honors to start the season so and the obviously even yesterday whenever that was acknowledged I mean he, he he the guy is just he's so dialed into what he's doing and we had this moment and the cheers and everything else he's there to play and and his his attitude and his approach to to the game and getting out there is again, it's almost similar to Darius. You know, it's just stuff that blows your mind on how young these guys are and how mature they are and how focused they are on the task at hand. And obviously Evan has had a spectacular start. He had a couple games that he missed because of the elbow, but he came back and has hasn't missed a step and, and actually has been able to do even more very similar to what Jared has done after he was out for a few. So Evan yeah. I mean, if he continues to do what he's doing. There's no question why he shouldn't be in the conversation for rookie of the year, but you know, we're just dipping our toes into the waters of the month of December. We've got a long way to go, but based on what he's done so far, I, I definitely think that the, the NBA, uh, both the, the, the voters as well as the rest of the league are on notice for number four.
0: Yeah. And it's been so much fun to watch him since opening night. And you know, hopefully he's able to stay healthy and stay on the court. And so, Sean, we're through 24 games on the season. Cavs sitting at 13 and 11. So from the PA side, some of the some of your other favorite moments that you've called or favorite names you've gotten to say, and any anything new? Because obviously, I know Ahmad does starting lineups, but let them know is also the new hashtag this year as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I love that hashtag. I, I love the way that they they promote it, and the team is 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 definitely showing the the basketball world that you know we are here to let let everyone know that this team is here to to execute to fight to to win and uh, you know as far as this year has gone I mean yeah there's been a lot of electric moments you know we've had a lot of great games uh, in the fieldhouse and even again games on the road but you know names that I've had a chance to call this year obviously Mobley's been a, has been a joy Rubio we just talked about Ricky I mean having him there and and getting a chance to say you know, his name a number of times, both uh, on a scoring end, as well as even on an assist side, because I do acknowledge the assists and, uh, and having Mark in there too. I mean, it, there's a lot, you know, a lot of new faces and a lot of new great names for me to get a chance to say, especially in electric type of moments. And, uh, you know, again, we, we've got a long way to go and, and I'm definitely excited to, to say their names a lot more, and, uh, and going into, um, you know, the, the month of December and into the new year with this team playing as well as they are, uh, it's going to be a fun ride.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And on Jetty, just uh, this is a more of a curiosity question, but is it, do you actually say that Jetty, or it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's hard to tell if that's usual inflection or if it's pre-recorded, or is that, that is you saying
1: it, or is it? Not, yeah, not, nothing I do is pre-recorded. It's all it's all live. It's all in the moment. So, so that is and, even and, for,
0: for the Jetty one as well. Oh
1: difference. yeah. One, 100%. Yep. Can we hear it once here? Go ahead. So let's hear Jetty hits a three and you say, Jetty. Obviously I, like I said, the throat's a little raw this morning. I wasn't expecting to do yeah, that. But. Sorry
0: about, no, it's, it's <laughs> no, I'm not even, it's not even more than I'm questioning. It's just, it's so different than the rest, but I love every time he scores, because yeah. th- there really aren't many guys on a first-name basis around the league to get that because, you know, the Heat used to do you when Adonis mm-hmm. Haslam would make a shot, and now we got this. You no, know, but it's fantastic, and that might have been my favorite on-air moment in two and a half years of this podcast, so thank you for that.
1: Oh, well, yeah, well, like I said, I wasn't prepared for it, but uh, <laughs> but t- t- tune in, and you'll be able to hear it live and in person uh, during a game. So, And I said uh, – and, and, and he got hot yesterday too, so obviously he got – there was a lot of Jetty getting thrown around the field house yesterday, for sure. His
0: shot has been beautiful this year. He had those back-to-back steals to ignite the 15-0 run. And so this leads us to our all-star weekend topic. And so I just wanted to confirm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but you'll be there for the entire weekend, correct? You got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday?
1: I will be there for the weekend. And I'm just kind of waiting to see kind of what, Everything is going to be that I'll be involved in, but I'm, I'm very excited to have All-Star in Cleveland and get a chance to, to experience it. Uh, even ultimately, more importantly than anything, is, is a fan of basketball and a fan of the NBA and have been for you know all these years. And I've watched the All-Star game every year. When they were there in 97, I missed it and I kicked myself for that. But you, know, you get a do-over and it's a big one this year for the 75th and I'm so excited to be a part of it and uh, just waiting on to what degree I will be a part of it. So that's uh, kind of hopefully soon we'll have some more details on that.
0: And so we're gonna pretend for a second that you're the one doing the balloting that Sean Pebbles is the man with the plan. He gets the final say. What calves are you putting in what events? Cause I personally think that the league like the actual committee is going to give us a l- more love than we've seen for the team in a long time as far as all-star weekend goes.
1: Um well going back to Darius, I would think definitely definitely in the three point. I would like to see that. I would like to see I mean I think he would even do very well in the skills challenge. Um the the dunk contest, I mean Lamar Stevens is an explosive jumper. I mean obviously you could look at you know guys like Jarrett and Evan and and you know Mark and the guys that can throw it down. I, I Isaac can get up from time to time but Lamar Lamar has got some hops, man, and uh, I'd like to see, see what he can do in, in a forum like that. Um, yeah, I mean, even, even in the skills challenge, too, I mean, even the way like that, that Mobley you know, handles the ball, obviously, you know, with the, the, the young guys uh, game, you know, I, I think that there's, there's definitely some involvement there, you know, with him being a first-year player. So, um, yeah, we'll see what else, uh, what other uh, opportunities there could be for, for the Cavs to represent in All-Star Weekend overall. And you know, you never know. He might even have a couple playing on Sunday.
0: Yeah, that would be great. I think Jared Allen's definitely has averaged 17-11, two assists, a steal and a block. He got consideration for player of the month. He's put up career highs pretty much every other game. And then also I'd love I'd love to see Garland in a three-point shootout, especially with the guard versus big. I'd also love to see Garland versus Mobley. In the skills challenge and also i do think that again i don't even know the rising stars game has been very different since they changed the format so i i'll personally wager that mobley unofficial wager of course uh that mobley is in and that Akoro just misses the cut windler hasn't played enough and then last question here on the all-star weekend we'll talk about 2k and wrap it up sean if we were real quick we're gonna do, let's do a hypothetical skills challenge one-on-one contest, dunk contest, and three-point shootout. You have to pick one calf from the entire roster to win each event.
1: Who would you take? I would definitely say Darius in the three. Yep. Dunk contest again. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Lamar Stevens. Yeah, he's,
0: he's when he when he gets his chances, he absolutely yeah, lights yeah. it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Skills challenge. I would I would go with Evan because uh, the guy the, the the guy can handle it. The guy can shoot it um he's his range his length I mean and, and again we haven't even we haven't even really dipped into that yet on on everything that he's capable of and to again to have him in a moment like that where you're really just focusing on the skills like the stuff that we all did as kids you know in the gym you know dribbling ball handling shooting uh running and other other things um you know, there's so much more to this guy's arsenal that we probably haven't really seen yet. And I think a skills challenge like that would definitely open up that door a little bit more for us to see.
0: And if there's a one-on-one contest, who, who's beating who in the entire thing?
1: Games, let's say games are to five, losers
0: out. Uh, one-on-one, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. I would go Jared Allen personally, to be honest, because I, I think he has enough of an outside shot and he can guard anybody except for Darius, but I think he, Darius can't stop him once. So I think he'd lose. I I would I
1: would have to agree with you there. I I I think we can go with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then three point shootout. I would actually take Jetty to beat uh, Garland in a crazy finals with the Lowry marketing and even Isaac Coral as the immediate runner ups. Kevin Love yeah. losing in the first round.
1: Yeah. Jetty. Jetty and Darius for sure. And you know, and you had mentioned Dylan too. I, you know, with with him, you know, he's obviously been dealing with a couple, you know, nagging things here and there, but uh, he can also fill it up too. So even a <laughs> Darius versus Dylan. In the three point uh in a shootout, those two I think would be exciting to watch with with Jetty also in the mix because his 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 distance shooting this year has just been so so much fun to watch.
0: And I might even consider as a three-point dark horse Denzel Valentine. I just feel like he, he's had a, he's had a little bit of a struggle, but when you give him the best opportunities, just give him five balls in each rack, I think he would absolutely go off. Cause when he gets hot, we saw it at Michigan State, we saw his moments in Chicago, and I've seen a few. Good ones this year, but dunk contest.
1: Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was I was gonna say Dean Wade also. Again, you know, (laughs) Dean's been he's been out too lately. You know, struggling but with an injury. But um, he also has a very very fluent shot and can knock it down with confidence. And um, yeah, there's again we we talked about it earlier. Just the the number of threats, both you know the guys that can spread the floor from underneath, you know, like Lowry and like Evan can you know open it up. And we have so many guys can really step in on any night and can knock it down with consistency and, and dean is another one of those guys so that's that's what's so great about this team because there's multiple threats from multiple positions and uh yeah trying to narrow it down to two that's a that's a tough one because i i get all these other names that come to mind like oh wait no and then oh what about that guy and, um, and it, it, yeah, it's, gr- so, it's a great problem to have this year it's a sure. great it's a fantastic game issue that they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for the other teams in the league, they have to try to figure out how to work against that defensively. And, and the the Cavs like to try to find those little holes to, to execute and knock them down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And my, the only other thing I'll say, and I actually disagree, I would put Lamar as the runner up. The Akoro posters. I mean, if he chooses to just do a poster for every dunk of this contest, he can line up Jared Allen and Taco fall both. And I think he can clear both if you give him enough attempts. And because this is not judged by the real NBA contest judges you can still get a 50 for a seventh try
1: (laughs) i i I would i would i would definitely give isaac his due on that as well he has definitely had some some monster posters and uh and really really goes at the rim hard so yeah he's he's definitely worthy of that conversation too
0: and so last topic we'll bring up here and uh, this was such a nice surprise for all 2k fans myself included is that I remember when the announcements started to come, I remember your your tweet and everyone else's tweets about the, the PA guys getting to finally be a part of 2K. I think it's made the game better, but for you, you know, uh, this, I'll give you a two-parter both at once. Part A is what was the whole recording process like and part B, if you've been able to see any 2K with the Cavs included, how do you think they did uh, adapting your voice?
1: Part A. I was contacted last January about it earlier, earlier this year. And they said, yeah, Hey, we're putting the PA announcers in the game this year and, and we want to, you know, have you come out and record. I'm like, okay, well, am I like coming to Cleveland to record? And this is awesome. You know, I was obviously excited immediately and they're like, no, we're going to have you come out to LA and uh, you know, we're going to record out here for a few days and then uh, the game will be out in the fall. And so I went out and did that did uh actually I flew in the day of the Super Bowl so that gives you the time frame of when I was there. Yep. And recorded that week did over 9,000 audio files when I was there. <laughs> uh anything and everything you can possibly imagine in regards to players uh both as an excited uh style and as well as a just kind of like a like a visitor type style like no with no hype on their name then all the in-game situations all the stuff for the my player piece of 2K, the championship trophy presentation stuff, and head coaches, and the legend players, and everything that you could possibly imagine that would be in a game for a basketball perspective, we did that. And you know, you take myself and then multiply that by thirty and put that into the into the game. It's it's amazing. And I actually had to go back out uh, in July just to touch up a few things before they uh, finished it up and, and sent it off to production to, to do the release in September. And, you know, and obviously had to keep it quiet all summer long and into the fall. You know, my, my wife knew my kids knew, but you know, we weren't allowed to openly talk about it. And then finally the, the morning came when the trailer went out with the announcers on it and people didn't, wait and hesitate to to let me know that they saw it because it was it was a day that my phone just started to go crazy and it was it was really exciting and, and fun to be able to actually share that with everybody and then the game obviously hit in september and it's been very cool to play i i know you had mentioned you've been a 2k player for a long time i i have been but not to the degree that i should be and i'll be honest like i'm not really I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm not really good at it. So I like to play a lot as a visitors in Cleveland when I just do like a regular game. Cause I know that if, if the computer is playing as a Cavs, I'm going to get a chance to hear me a lot more than as if I was playing <laughs> as the Cavs. So it's been uh, it's been an, an absolute just thrill for me personally and professionally to, to be a part of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure probably in the next few weeks, I'm guessing there'll probably start to be some chatter of us, getting back together to start working on 23 already so i'm obviously very excited to get a chance to be a part of it and you know in in working through the game and the legends piece for me was probably the most unbelievable because you know you're sitting there saying names like you know jordan bird kobe Shaq, magic you know jerry west um you know going Way back to George Mikan, like the the pioneers of the game, all of them being in that game, and that that to me was was incredible. And a lot of the guys that I watched growing up, and of course getting into the Cavs, Doherty and Price and Nance and Hot Rod, and it was an Elo. It was just amazing to be a part of that process, and uh, I'm I'm so humbled and so just beyond words of uh, of what that opportunity meant, and and getting a chance to. To, to share it with friends and family and, and when people are playing it now and they're uh, they get a chance to hear me on it. And it's, it's pretty cool. And in ha- I've
0: loved it. I've, I played the Cavs as much as possible, though I'm sorry to say last night, as soon as the Cavs lost, I'm not a Browns fan. I don't really talk about football. Cause if I talk about my football team, then no one would like me anymore because my football team is the Browns least favorite team. Uh, but they lost yesterday. Anyway, they lost about an hour and 20 minutes after the Cavs lost And then I played 2K and went 0-3, two of those with the Cavs. So, big ouch. I didn't come as close as the real Cavs. I did erase a 19-point deficit in the fourth quarter on the road when I was – no, I was home. I had your voice behind us. You were leading the comeback. But (laughs) (laughs) nevertheless, uh, Sean, it's really great to hear about the whole 2K process. It's been great to talk Cavs with you, and I look forward to doing this again maybe later in the season. And I wish you personally a happy – holiday season. And of course, uh, to enjoy only having to say Zach Levine's name and the positive about three times Wednesday when he gets locked down by Isaac.
1: We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) The the Bulls have been uh, another one of those teams that have kind of been on the rise and they're sitting comfortably. I believe they're like sitting a third in the East right now. And uh, just another uh, another example of what the, the NBA is. And it's, it, it's uh, every night, you know, you never knew, you know, um, you know, what's going to happen, you know, when you step into the arena and uh, Chicago has definitely been, uh, I don't want to even call them a surprise because they even were playing well last year. Uh, but they, they've definitely have a lot of great, uh, great pieces in place. And, you know, I don't want to look past tonight though. They still got a tough one up on the road uh, in Milwaukee taking on the champs. So, We'll see if uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Giannis will be will be cleared to go, and uh, you know, and and the Cavs just got to be ready to go again tonight. You know, put that one yesterday behind them and and focus on starting a new streak starting tonight.
0: And the my only concern for tonight is it is Giannis's birthday. Thanasis is going to be on the bench, and as well, they're going to be together. That is a dynamic tandem when they're together on and off the court. Thanasis obviously not as much in the stat sheet, so hopefully they make sure that Giannis doesn't get a birthday candle on the rim like Gerald green in that dunk contest. Cause if he, <laughs> if, he if he sees it, he's going to blow it out and he might blow us out as well, but it should be fun. And Sean, I do appreciate the time. and hope you have a great rest of
1: your week. Zach happy holidays to you as well, my friend. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: All right. So for Sean Pebbles, I am Zach Weiss. That'll do it for this edition of across the Cavs. We got the bucks tonight, the bulls on Wednesday and an exciting week of Cavs games for to be played This week, Minnesota included. We'll make predictions later. Enjoy your day.